And we are joined at this time by State Representative Randy Fry, uh, who will uh, a little uh, recap of uh, some of the things that happened at the just-concluded 2022 Indiana General Assembly session. Good morning to you, Randy. Morning, Tom. And, uh, of course, uh, it's our uh, our last visit for the year, as it uh, turns out, with uh, the legislature concluding. But, uh, uh, by and large, uh, your thoughts on uh, how you think the session went. I think overall it went very well. Uh, Tom, we uh, we cut taxes uh, and uh, returned money to the taxpayer. We um, are, are going to help keep our jails uh, population down, and hopefully prevent jails from having to be replaced, same time providing mental health treatment uh, for those who need it. Um, we ended this state of emergency and executive orders and uh, protected Hoosiers from uh, the vaccine mandate for the most part. And uh, I think overall, uh, we, we've done a, a whole lot of good. Uh, we heard from a lot of folks. That's how it's supposed to work. In the end, uh, I'm quite satisfied with the session. In in particular, a uh, piece of legislation that you authored, uh, House Enrolled Act uh, mm-hmm. 1004, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, and this is to provide uh, judicial flexibility for level six felony offenders and um, also, um, you know, uh, the fact that the Department of Correction often offers greater access to mental health and addiction treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also uh, this uh, addresses jail overcrowding. It does. It does, um, Tom. And, and that's because, um, well, of course, as you know, a lot of our jails haven't been replaced in a good number of years. I think Ripley County would be an example, Jennings County, Switzerland County. And so um, do, do we replace those jails? And if we do, at, at what cost, you know? A jail can go from 20 to $30 million or more, uh, depending on the size of, uh, of the, the facility. And so hopefully with House Bill 1004, which gives the uh, court the option of sending a convicted level six felon to the Department of Corrections. Now, they don't have to. They can continue to serve their time in the county jail. They can plea bargain and stay uh, in the county jail if uh if that's in the best interest of uh, all parties concerned. Um, but what it does is it gives the flexibility to send them to DOC if, if that's the best option. Currently, uh, before this law, um, level six felons were required to be housed in the county jail. Well, uh, of course, anytime you increase the jail population of an overcrowded jail, you make the problem worse. And so this should ease that uh, problem somewhat. The other thing it does is we heard uh, testimony from judges, from uh, prosecutors, from sheriffs, that they literally have no treatment options or very little treatment options for our uh, drug-addicted and uh, mental health uh, patients. And so DOC, Department of Corrections, has those treatments available, and it allows these individuals uh, to be transferred there where they get the treatment immediately versus possibly getting a limited amount of treatment in the county jail. The ultimate reason for this, uh, Tom, is that we want the individual to, to have the best outcome so when they're released, they don't come back. We don't want folks coming back, obviously, to the, the, the uh, criminal justice system. We want them to go on and enjoy their life and have a productive life. So. Hopefully that'll, that will uh, be a result of uh, this law. And then also um, Department of Corrections can house a prisoner far less expensive than the, the county jail. 
Uh, the state pays $37.50 a day to house someone in a county jail. Department of Corrections tells us they can do it for under $13 a day. That's not the motivation for the bill, never was, but it is a, uh, a benefit of the bill. There will be savings to the state as well. So uh, all, all of this uh, adds up to uh, what I consider a pretty good bill. And the way you can tell is that the bill passed the House on the last vote 92 to 2. It passed the Senate 45 to 3, and the governor signed it into law. Uh, it had uh, many, many co-authors, bipartisan co-authors in the House, and many co-author, co-sponsors in the Senate. Um, when you have that kind of support, you know, you've got a pretty good bill. And so this will take effect uh, July 1st of this year, I believe? That's correct, Tom, and, and that gives the Department of Corrections an opportunity to get up to speed uh, to begin taking these folks. By the way, they have beds available. They have a lot of beds available where a county that has uh, an overcrowded jail would be glad to uh, to be able to take advantage of that. All right, and then uh, another uh, issue was uh, House Enrolled Act uh, 1296 regarding uh, firearms, and uh, what can you tell us as far as uh, where that stands? Well, House, uh, House Enrolled Act 1296... Uh, is a bill that uh, most or a lot of your listeners are, are familiar with called constitutional carry. Constitutional carry uh, basically says that your constitutional rights guarantee you the right to carry a firearm. Um, now, there are folks who are not allowed to carry a firearm because of one thing, maybe they're a convicted felon. Uh, this bill does not permit that, uh, and it does still permit that an individual could get a permit. If you're going to travel with your firearm to a state that does still require a permit, you will need one in order to, to prove that you're uh, lo- legally, lawfully carrying a firearm. So um, it, uh, the bill does have those provisions. But this bill, in some version, passed the House three years in a row. This is the first time it passed the Senate. passed on the last day of, of uh, session uh, by a vote of 30 to 20. So um, it's... Um, it's uh, on the governor's desk, and we'll see what, what comes of it from there. And another one that uh, you were involved, uh, heavily involved with, uh, you authored a, a resolution. It's uh, honoring uh, volunteer firefighters who uh, have 50 years of service. Uh, I did, uh, Tom. That's something that I do every year. Um, I'm the chairman of the Veterans Affairs and Public Safety Committee, and, uh, and that particular uh, resolution honored 86 volunteer firefighters who have served our communities 50 years or more. Now think about that, 50 years or more, 86 of them. So um, th- these are folks that have been getting up in the middle of the night or on Saturday or on Thanksgiving Day or uh, 4th of July, and they're going out and they're, they're risking their safety and their ability to provide for their families for our emergency. Uh, it's quite humbling. Someone uh, mentioned to me recently that um, you can tell uh, how uh, – dedicated someone is to their community by the fact that they're willing to put $4.25 a gallon gasoline in their vehicle to come to your emergency. Um, that's, uh, that says a lot. And uh, for the most part, these folks do this without uh, uh, reimbursement or certainly not much. And uh, so volunteer fire service covers over 80% of the state of Indiana. And uh, most of uh, your listing areas volunteer. Uh, so uh, it's, um, it's fitting that we recognize these folks with, my goodness, 50 years of experience. That's a, that's a long, long, long time of being uh, out there making emergency responses. All right. So uh, congratulations to everybody who uh, has uh, done that and uh, 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot, lot of sacrifice. And uh, anything else uh, before we let you go uh, for uh, for the weekend, uh, quite frankly, for this uh, session? Well, uh, uh, certainly, uh, you know, um, I just think it was a great session. Uh, uh, we got a lot done. We were able to pass our priority bills. We were able to continue to uh, keep the state fiscally sound. Uh, and then at the same time, we're able to get done early. I think that's important. Uh, we're literally saving taxpayer dollars every day that we're not there. So um, I, I think overall it was a great session. I'm glad to be back home and back here living under the same laws that we pass in Indianapolis. All right. Well, uh, State Representative Randy Fry, we appreciate your time this morning and uh, throughout the legislative session and uh, look to uh, do it again next year. Thank you, Tom, and thank you for WRBI for having me on. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste.